0: Gareth is going to come and speak to us this morning from God's Word. Uh, I asked him to give us a a marathon-themed word from the Lord, so that's what you're going to do, isn't it? Yes. Great. Praise God. Go for it. (laughs) Morning, everybody. Happy Marathon Sunday to you. Um, Before we do go outside to watch the marathon, we're going to look at a passage of scripture that will be familiar with some of us. And it's a scripture that talks about the race that we as believers are all running. So if you've got a Bible or phone, please go to Hebrews chapter 12 and we're going to look at the first three verses. No worries, if you don't, the words will come up on the screen. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Father, thank you for your word. And would you open our ears and our hearts to receive from you today. Amen. I would love to run this marathon. I I would. I'm not a runner, I'm not a very good runner, but I would love to. There's something about this marathon where you get swept up in the buzz and the excitement of this day. And maybe it's just getting a glimpse of the best athletes in the world running past down the streets of East London. Or it's that moment where you get to cheer on your family member or friend as they go past. Or maybe it's just staying till the very end and encouraging those at the back of the race to keep running, to keep going on. Whatever it is, this is a special marathon. It's a good marathon. But running any marathon is an incredible thing. However, some marathons are not maybe as exciting as others. My sister ran the Newport marathon, and there is nothing (laughs) wrong with Newport at all. However, she did tell me, for the most part, you run alongside fields, and the only thing cheering you on are the sheep. Um, That was her thing. And when you run a marathon, I've heard there's two common problems that you can encounter. One is the mental battle and the physical battle that you go through to get that prize at the end of the race. And some of it begins when you first sign up for that marathon on that first day. You're the type of person who's never run before. You'd rather be late for work than get that bus. And then you begin to start this slow program of trying to reach that 40k mark, battling through the late nights or the early mornings, the changing weather, wondering, will I ever make it? But then there's the physical and mental battle when you do get into the race and you start running. There's a moment in the marathon where they say it's you're hitting the wall and it's around the 18 mile, 20 mile mark for a lot of people. And they say it's this awful experience where your legs just feel like jelly or they be like you're carrying 8 ton weights. And this is when the marathon for a lot of people gets incredibly difficult and tough. And you lose sight of that finish line because of what's going on this letter in Hebrews is a little like this. It's a letter written to a, probably a group of Jewish Christians who are running their race, but it's not a fun race for them. They've hit a wall most probably. We're told in chapter 10 that they started this race well, despite this persecution they faced, the suffering that was going on within the church. They had properties taken away from them. loved ones were thrown in prison. But without this, they carried on standing side by side with one another encouraging one another to keep running, remembering this prize that was ahead of them. However, something changed along the way and they began to feel the pressures of this persecution and it was affecting their race and as a result, some had given up, stopped running and returned back to Judaism, their old way of life. And those who were left were thinking of withdrawing because they began to remove themselves from the larger gatherings that were going on become tired and weary they were losing heart, they were exhausted they no longer wanted to be a part of this community that stood side by side with one another and so this writer knows this and he's, he knows they're worn out, he knows they're exhausted and discouraged so this letter is to encourage them to hold on, not to abandon their faith, to keep running and to remain faithful to Jesus and the first ten chapters the writer is showing them That going back to Judaism is not the answer. That Jesus is always going to be the answer. That there is, like we sang earlier, there is nothing better than Jesus. And he has ultimate authority and he is the ultimate sacrifice. And so these verses we just read were to encourage them to press on. Despite the difficulties they were facing to run with determination this race that has been marked out for them. And so how is your race going this morning? Are you a bit worn out? Are you tired? Are you losing heart? Do you just want to stop running altogether? Then these words are for you as well. They're to encourage you to keep running this race that has been marked out for you. And there are four things we can take from this passage that will help us to run this race. One, to remember those who have gone before us. Two, to remove those things that are slowing us down. To fix our attention on Jesus, number three, and to remember that we do this race together. So the first thing is to remember, to remember those who have gone before you. One of the best things of this marathon, isn't it, is it? the crowds that gather along the streets. And as the runners go past, the crowds call out their names to encourage them to keep going. And what you see often happen is those who are struggling and finding it hard, someone will call out their name and suddenly they lift their heads and they begin to go again. And it's great to watch and they move on. And this letter is saying something similar in chapter 12 verse 1 when he writes, Therefore we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. He's letting them know that they are not the only ones who have run in this race, but there are others who have gone before them who have already run it. And they act as a crowd of witnesses that can encourage them to keep on running. And if you go back to chapter 11, you'll see this passage of scripture where he's telling the readers all about the heroes of the Old Testament and the journeys they went on and how they ran their race and how they didn't give up and quit. And so we too can go back and look at their stories and we can draw inspiration from them, motivation and encouragement to run our race. They were not perfect people, were they? until they reach the end and for example we can draw comfort and hope when we look at the book of judges where people crying out to God to rescue them and he came we can see that in the darkest of moments the most painful of moments God is still there in those places and he's not forgotten them and we can draw that for our own lives We know these heroes of faith can encourage us to step out in faith when we read the stories of Abraham and Sarah, when they left everything behind and went on this journey, not knowing where they were going, or with Noah when he decided to build this boat on dry land. And they help us to realise just how deep God's love is for everyone. When you see that story of Rahab, the prostitute, you know, she tied that ribbon on her window and she was saved. The most unlikeliest of people. And no matter how much we may have messed up, We can see it in the lives of David and Samson. We can always keep going back to God. But I think it's important that we remember those who have just gone before us as well. And we say this a lot in this church, all the time, because it's so important. We are here because a faithful few people said these doors would not close. They wanted to close the doors of this church. But these people got down and they began to pray. And they prayed that life would come back into it and a community would be built up. And that is why we are here today. So let's remember these stories and let them help us to keep pressing on and running our race. Keep going back to them, keep talking about them. Second, who we run this race we have to be willing to remove whatever might be slowing us down. The writer says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. The writer was comparing their race with the athletes that entered into a race at that time. And it was a foot race, equivalent to what we are seeing today in this marathon. And to run it, though, they had to completely disrobe. And they removed everything that could hinder them from running this race. Thankfully, that has stopped that practice. In my you know, some would prefer, I don't know. But what he is saying is we have to take it seriously, don't we? This race requires endurance and focus for all of us. And for that to happen, we have to be willing to put aside whatever weight might be impeding our efforts. We need to be asking ourselves that question and allowing the Holy Spirit to show us the things that are hindering. Whatever might be getting in the way of us finishing this race. And then we have to be willing to remove it. And they might be attitudes or behaviors, friendships possibly, ambitions, attachments, habits, worldly desires, whatever it is. go the writers say for this church their issue in many ways was sluggishness for some of them they had stopped meeting up they'd stopped listening to God's words they'd stopped being wanting to be taught and as a result what was happening they were drifting away and moving away from God and going in a new direction and the writers telling them that this is something that has to be removed you need to get back into the habit of meeting up spending time together studying God's word. And allowing it to teach you. But on top of it, as we run this race, we need to realize that we can easily get tangled up in sin as well, don't we? Someone said something to me recently that was quite rude and offensive. And before I knew it, I was entangled in sin. And part of me was enjoying what I was thinking was going to happen to that person and what I wanted to do to them. But I knew I had to untangle myself. It was affecting my race. I couldn't see far ahead. And so as we remove these things, as we untangle them from our lives, all of us, what do we do more of? We fix our eyes more on Jesus. Someone said, to run this race well, we have to form a permanent and clear image of Jesus in our minds. One which we continually return to. And for three reasons from this passage. One, because Jesus is the one who started us on this race. It was Jesus who opened the way for us to begin running this race when we turned to him and invited him into our lives. He said, off you go, run. Secondly, we run behind him. We allow him to be the one who leads us and guides us on this race that has been marked out for us, trusting and believing and stepping out in faith that he will bring us to the end no matter what may happen or how difficult it may get. And it was difficult for this church. It was so difficult for them. And he's telling them when it gets hard and when it gets difficult, what you do, you find comfort and you find encouragement when you consider the journey Jesus took. You look at how he humbled himself, how he faced the cross, how he bore the physical and verbal abuse that came his way to give his life for all of us. And we take encouragement for that. And when we have that, we can hold on to those words that the writer gave in Hebrews 4 when he says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to feel sympathy for our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet did not sin. So let us approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may find mercy and grace in our time of need. He's encouraging, go to Jesus when you're struggling, when you're finding it hard, He'll help you to keep running. And thirdly, within that, we always need to remember that he is at the end of the race as well. He's waiting for us to finish. Jesus completed his race. He obeyed his father. And where is he now? He's seated at the right hand of the throne of God, waiting for us to finish our race. His focus was always on what was to come. And that's where he wants our focus to be, on what is to come not on what is happening right now. at The prize that awaited them at the end of the race, that is where the focus should have been. And finally, as I invite the band to come back up again, we, what do we do? We run this race together. The writer wants the readers to know that we are running this race together. We always are. He's always using the words we, and he's using the words us. He's saying we need to fix our eyes on Jesus. You know, we have a great cloud of witnesses, all of us do, surroundings, that we draw encouragement from. He he's saying, let us remove the things in our life that are weighing us down and slowing us down. See, the race we're on is not one where we're looking to outdo one another or beat each other. I know if I run the London Marathon, that will be the first thing I'd want to do, is just overtake everyone <laughs> all the time this race is different. It's a race where we want everybody to enter. Not like the London Marathon where you're waiting for that ballot hoping to come in, which I've done year after year and get rejected. But anyone can enter this race and we want everyone to enter. It's one where anyone who stops running can start running the game and we want them to know that. And it's a race where we want everyone to get home safely. A few years ago I watched a triathlon race on telly and some of you may have seen it. And this athlete was out in front, and he's winning this race. And suddenly, his legs went, he kind of hit this wall, this moment, and he began to stagger all over the race. And it looked like he was going to collapse and not finish this race. And suddenly, this runner came around the corner, and I thought, well, he's just going to overtake him, go on and celebrate and win this race. But what he did was quite amazing. As he ran up to this guy, he didn't overtake him, but he grabbed him, he lifted him up, he put an arm around him, and then he carried him all the way to the finish line and it kind of pushed him over the line. Which quite but it took him there and that in many ways is what we are meant to do. We're here to help one another on this journey, through the good times, through the hard times, through the exciting times and through the difficult times. We're here to offer encouragement and support when people's legs are going. We're here to call people back when they veer off course. And we're there to offer encouragement for them to start running the game. The writer says these wonderful words in chapter 3, verse 13. He says, encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today. And that's what we are called to do. Encourage one another daily. So how is your race going? Are you feeling weary and tired and worn out? I would encourage you to take these words and use them as encouragement to keep Remember those who have gone before you. You know, do take the time out to remove those things from your life that is maybe slowing you down. But always fix your eyes on Jesus, knowing that he has sent you to run this race, that he is running with you, and he is waiting for you at the end. And always remember that we are doing this together. And take the time out to encourage one another to keep running. I'm going to hand over to pray and then hand over to the worship team. Father, thank you for this day, and we thank you for these words we've read today, and for anyone here today who is weary and worn out Lord Jesus. I pray they can fix their eyes upon you again. I pray that they can find encouragement from the stories of the Old Testament Lord Jesus, encouragement from the stories of the races that people have already run Lord Jesus. Help us to remove those things in our lives that are slowing us down. Help us to know and see what they are us to remember that we are running this race together. Help us to always encourage one another, God, to keep running and not to quit or give up. In your name.